This, this is the Australian Mobile DJ Podcast. In this series, we'll talk to them, get to know them and learn from them. And here's your host, DJ Bebo. Hello, welcome to the podcast. We are up to episode two already and today's guest goes by the name of DJ Cashford. He's based in Melbourne, Australia. He, uh, well, when I saw him for the first time, I thought he was one of the members of the Out Here Brothers. Do you remember that song? Boom, boom. Let me hear you say, wow, wow. Yeah. Let's meet him right now. DJ Cashford is on the phone. Hello. Hey, how's it going? How are you? Good. Should I uh, do one for old time's sake? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Let me hear you say, wow. Hey, there we go. Hey, welcome. And thanks for joining us on episode two of the Australian Mobile DJs uh, podcast. This is kind of exciting. We haven't really had anything like this uh, in Australia before. Um, we so have it's now. kind of we good. Yeah, it's good to be associated with, of course, the Australian Mobile DJs Facebook group, which you can join up if you wish. And DJ Kerry Ashford or DJ Cashford as he's uh, more commonly known around the traps, is our second guest. And uh, Kez, tell us your story, mate. How did you get into the wonderful world of DJing? Oh, wow. Yeah, digging up some old crates there. Um, yeah, so I basically I fell into it uh, by accident, by all means. Actually, I was hanging around a known DJ who used to go, basically go around um, raves out in the country in the bush, a bit of bush stuff. Um and uh, I was really intrigued by how I always how he always uh, performed, and I uh, would watch him quite closely. It was pretty much his lackey, carry a lot of records for him. Um, and this particular one night, or one morning, I can't really recall what part of the day it was, but there was a lot of people dancing. Uh, and he decided to uh, wanted to go down and uh, uh, amongst the people and visit, and I guess uh, get a bit close with a couple of female kind. <clears throat> and uh, he said, "Well, look, mate." Uh, I think you watched me close enough. Take over for a little while, and you need to start playing whatever you like. Just pick anything from out here, and uh, from basically to watching somebody to immediately performing um, and not knowing what the hell I was going to be doing, uh, I was chucked into the deep end and uh, fell in love ever since. Pretty much uh, developed my own brand and so forth. Did a lot of parties privately, and people started wanting to pay me for that time. And yeah, I guess that was probably my uh, foray into it. There's nothing like sink or swim, is there, when it comes to learning a new skill? And it sounds like that was exactly what happened to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely was. Uh, and I still get the sweats even up to, to 2020 or whatever day we're up to now. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I don't get those kind of funny feelings of that I'm nervous or falling off a cliff, then I feel like I'm kind of not alive in the moment. So I always try to pinch myself to say how, how lucky I am that people want me to do such a thing. So... Um, I'm pretty thankful and, uh, yeah, still loving it as as I go right now and will continue to do so until, I guess, when I want to stop. What is it that you love about being a DJ? Uh, For me, uh, like like a lot of us, I'm very foundation of loving music. Um, I would often be found uh, having a quiet uh, coffee or two nowadays with a book and then just still still be listening to Deep House. That's probably a genre that I'm quite listening to at the moment. It's how that continues to transcend through to be a universal language all around the world um, and how that can be interpreted and how it can be manipulated to suit an environment or to change the feeling or rhythm of, of a room. Um, that, that to me, is my current level of swine. I mean, I'm still learning every day, uh, still digging in and going, okay, something I've never heard. Let's, let's find out. That, that's probably another good part is I'm really just really hungry to keep learning 
um, different genres and, and how to mix and and uh, apply that to a crowd and um, yeah, keep manipulating the situation as required. Yep. What's a couple of songs you love playing or you're into at the moment? Uh, there's a uh, artist called Jay Fijian. Uh, he does a lot of bass house, deep house, and and what have you. He crosses and rolls in the uh, the bass house realm. Uh, but then he's recently just gone into uh, a lot more uh, soulful house um, music moods. Uh, you can look him up on Spotify. He's a great. He's a great. Uh, he's a great man. I've even a touch face with him on Twitter, and just kind of just uh, really trying to explore what his music was all about and how he goes about it. Um, he even sent me some really really good tracks that are not even um, out there yet. Uh, and I do I do a lot of that. I probably just you know touching base with artists like. Um, Morgan Page, who you know, there's a lot of people who may know in the music world, EDM stage, who, who releases quite a lot. But you know, now I'm good friends with him on Twitter and then touch base with him quite often. I know his kids, um, and he developed that kind of relationship. So, uh, yeah, there's a few, but yeah, it's right now J T Jin, T J I N, um, and yeah, check him out whenever you can. You're an open format DJ. What's like your favourite event out of all the different types of events that you do? Uh, most most certainly my New Year's Eve um, events uh, down at down McCray in um, Mornington, south of uh, Melbourne, about an hour and away. If you ever know one, know. Um, the, there's a little Greek restaurant there that basically fills up more than it should capacity wise, uh, and it's a very exclusive um, booking, I suppose. I've, I've had it for quite a few years now, and um, and people from from Mykonos or Greece or from all over the world, really, actually, uh, booking with the uh, very well-known restaurant uh, and particularly ask for myself to be playing. So I'm there on the lead-up to New Year's, but the big one is always the New Year's one, obviously, uh, and it's very quite enjoyable. Um, it's almost hair-raising. It's very challenging. I'm playing on the fly. Um, I, don't, I don't pre-plan. I have a kind of a set idea, but I don't pre-plan on my music. I like to mix live as much as possible, and it's really live from when I start. Uh, all the way to the end, and even to the big bang, the big midnight crop, and just even the an hour and a half or two hours after that, it's just to continue that that vibe and how how you always just raising to the occasion. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I absolutely love it for. Nothing compares to performing live. I mean, yeah, you can stream and you can pre-record your mixes, but when having that crowd and that um, feeling, that sense of you're on the edge and you're playing for them, and you can get their immediate reaction is is um, yeah, it gives you a buzz, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, even 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 the pitfalls that come along with it. I mean, I'm a, I'm realistic enough as a DJ that you know sometimes you you will kind of miss cue, miss drop, probably have a bit of silence, and then how you recover from that moment and then build on, and uh, that's probably then the big the big waking part for me is that feeling of alive is literally that. You know, sometimes you'll have pitfalls. How you get back quickly on track or to 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 a, a direction that you really wanted to take the journey to, uh, it's a good challenge in its own. So, I mean, I've I can say that about 300, 350 people that will turn up to this particular gig on the New Year's Eve have a great time, uh, and they're just loving hugs and kisses and whatever have you have been thrown at me. Um, good things. <laughs> <laughs> I will say a couple of bra collection. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's fun. So to me, it's just pure fun, uh, they're there for a good time, uh, and uh, you know you, you try to repeat that kind of sensation as much as you can. Let's move the shift to weddings now, and you did a, uh, a course with Bill Herman called the Entertainment Experience. Um, yep. What sort of things did you learn from that? Oh, quite a lot. 
<laughs> I mean, you, you were down there too. I mean, it was a great time. Um, it, it's essentially just to um, oh, how do how, how do I put this in words? Because it's from what I learned from it. Um, is to to I guess not just take it as a cookie cutter wedding for everywhere you go. Uh, and I guess that sensation of um, what you can create just is expanded a little bit further than just what I thought I knew. Um, and what I still apply to this day uh, as options for, for couples and uh, the nth degree that he would go for and what he's, he's made himself available to. Um, and, yeah, you know, there are conversations about <laughs> that's, that's why X, Y, Z, he commands as such. And then you, under, you get a clear understanding as to why and how and, uh, and it justifies the reasons as to, you know, what makes Bill as he is and, and how he was willing to share that. I was, I was actually very grateful to be uh, in a room full of um, – uh, really talented people. I thought, wow, I was really quite overwhelmed. I felt like I was the least experienced in that time, um, and and uh, and I've got made great friends from it, and I continue to still talk to a lot of people through it, uh, and then and they, they continue to still share some of their knowledge. So yeah, just just that pure data of information uh, sharing was even awesome in itself. And Bill, Bill and Jason were awesome. Were awesome. I cannot cannot speak highly of them enough. Um, if I had a million dollars and a golden ticket, I would be there. Obviously, with COVID, but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's how that's how uh, I walked away from that that experience. Really, really um, better for myself, and also uh, feel better for what I was about um, had become available to me. It's quite interesting because a lot of people get into DJing. They love the idea of playing music and playing their favorite songs and getting people up dancing and all the rest of it. But mm. being a, a wedding MC is a total different ball game altogether, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like just just the mic work, uh, it, just that little time that we spent on it, which felt like eons. But uh, I got a, got a great appreciation of how to conduct, um, you know, yourself through that microphone and what power you actually have. So once you've been empowered by that knowledge, um, it, you can you can apply it and it can better yourself for your bride, for your clientele, uh, making your brand even more far better. Because you know. I was, I was, I was like that, that example that he made. I was that shy guy behind the decks that wouldn't go past my little facade. But nowadays, you know, I'm comfortable about being out there to take on the moment uh, that it requires to tackle it. Uh, that's probably a great empowerment lesson that I learned from him. What's an example of um, coming out from behind the console and doing something amongst the audience? What's something that's, that's um, either been taught to you or you've just sort of created or what you do at your events that you wouldn't usually do beforehand? Um, essentially, like, how to open up and warm up a room. Um, it's probably a, a big case when probably more real, uh, easily relatable to everybody that's probably listening to this podcast. How do you open up to room and warm yourself up to it? Uh, and, and, and just, just purely just going, Hey, g'day, mate. You know, that's probably not always going to be the case or for the right crowd or the right moment. But there, the, there were different tactics of doing it. I mean, for myself, um, I'm, I'll make a kind of a, uh, personal injury to myself, which is fine, and I'm comfortable with doing that. And I say, "Hey, let's, um, sorry, not hey, but um, I introduce myself, and then I make a, my joke reference is that hey, if you, if you guys uh, want to make a request through later later on, you forget my name. That's okay. You can call me Shorty. Yes, I'm welcome to short. Or you can call me Music Man. Uh, but you know, and and, and that, that immediately you get that reaction, just like you did. And everyone's you know, I'm not looking for ha ha, it's a dad joke, but everybody's everybody's gone and realized, hey. He's just a normal dude willing to make fun of himself. But they were actually more 99% of the time, they remembered my name. So 
through that in joke, I've broken through the ice. Uh, and that's something that I that I took away from it uh, as a skill, as, as, as actually a skill. I don't always do it to every every gig that I, sorry every wedding that I do, um, but I feel at the moment is right. I can use that as a tool. So that's something that I uh, that expanded my mind uh, through the through the entertainment uh, experience. Icebreakers are, are quite important, aren't they? I mean, you said there you, you just make a bit of a joke about what you can call me and all that sort of stuff, but not yep. only for the, the room to feel comfortable with you, but also you to feel comfortable with your audience as well. It, it lightens the mood, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, from that moment from that moment on in uh, most weddings, uh, once I've established that connection and icebreaking, um, I can conduct myself with a, with a betterment to know that, I, yeah, these people are going to approach me later. Um, and it enables me to actually approach table for table when the quiet times are on, um, and, and even more when it's more busy. So, uh, yeah, developing that relationship as, as, as best as you can, as immediate as you can, without crossing boundaries, um, too much that no one is offended, then it's all good. That, that's how, that's how it's like a friend being a friend. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. You mentioned earlier that uh, you were a fan of Deep House and, and that um, producer that uh, obviously you're a fan of. Who, who else in the industry do you um, aspire to or look up to and even have as a mentor to improve what you do on a daily basis? Uh, yeah, so I, mis- um, I mentioned an article, Tijin. Again, he's been in front of my eyes. Um, there's... there's- I guess in the, in the deep house realm world, um, there's um, uh, an artist. I've just sorry, forgotten the top of my head right now. Uh, it's N Me. He's a he's a top end uh, deep house DJ. He's listed quite a lot in the uh, in the Beatport top hundred. If you ever listen to that stuff, um, you know that that that's where he where he reached from just a, a bedroom DJ to where he's now. That, that's uh, just been amazing as a ride, and at the same time, how he goes about his production flow. It's something that I'm starting to dabble into production <laughs> into deep house. Um, I didn't think I would want to, but here I am. I'm starting to learn. I learn as much info as I can. I touch base with people that are in that industry, uh, and yeah, just that 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 genuine um, expanding of mind uh, to keep to keep growing. What's um what software are you using to create these these beats? Uh, Ableton, yeah, Ableton is what I'm using with uh, my door. Um, you know, they're just they're, to me, they're just amateur stuff. That's the way I see it. Uh, I guess when I'm comfortable enough, I'll, I'll I'll start thinking about opening it out to the big bad world. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I use. I guess the most common one um, out there. Uh, there there are many, uh, but once you, I believe once you feel comfortable with one, and then you know you can push it and be creative with it and continue to to, to be bigger than it. Um, you know that that that's uh, that's something I'll keep flogging until until uh, they no longer make any more of it, or they'll keep um keep increasing the versions of it. Awesome, DJ Cashford, absolute pleasure. Thank you for being guest number two on the Australian Mobile DJs podcast. Where can people contact you if they want to uh, get in touch and ask any questions yeah. about our chat? Hey, first up, thank you. Yeah, I've certainly uh, touched base with me by Instagram, Facebook, the socials. K A S H F O R D E N T is essentially the social tag. You can check that out on Facebook. That's probably the main one. Um, yeah, so or DJ Cashford on Instagram or Cashford ENT as my business page. Happy to always hear from you.
Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. This is the Australian Mobile DJ Podcast. Like I said earlier, you can contact me, djbevo at me.com if you've got any questions or you can hit us up on the uh, Facebook group, which is the Australian Mobile DJs Facebook group. Love to hear from you there. The Australian Mobile DJ Podcast was hosted by DJ Bevo and produced by Matt Fulton Productions.